Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. During this time, we're actually going to be not gathering together and we are doing our gatherings online. So this podcast is from our very first time of doing that. And it might sound a little different, might feel a little different, but I encourage you just to engage uh, with these questions. We have them in the show notes for you. We have some questions to consider in this time based on scripture. So please interact uh, on our Facebook page with us every time we do a live stream going forward. But as you listen to this podcast, go ahead and uh, journal with the Holy Spirit, interact and engage with us online. Bless you guys. In this time, we are virtually together and spiritually one. Amen. Well, we're going to just move right along here. I have a quick message for you, and then we're going to take your prayer requests. I've seen all of them coming in. We have a lot to, to pray for, which is exciting. But go ahead to continue to put your prayer requests in the comments. That's totally okay. And we're just going to ramp up at the end here in a few minutes and pray for each one of those by name specifically. And we believe God is going to move on your behalf when we come together. And I'm asking everyone who's continuing to watch to also be praying. Don't just watch me pray. Let's pray together when we do that in just a minute. But I have a very specific message for you. I feel like the Lord really put it on my heart that I needed to tell you. I needed to announce something to the World Wide Web. I needed to tell you that if it's not good, it's not over. If it's not good, it's not over. How can I say that? I can say that because I know the nature of God. I know the promises of Scripture. And I'd love to share with you some biblical examples today, very quickly, uh, where God did not send the thing, but He used the thing. God doesn't send all things, but He will use all things. He wastes nothing. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove to you through just a few biblical examples. You remember Joseph? Joseph, the coat of many colors, if you watched that growing up. Joseph uh, heard in uh, via a dream of Pharaoh's that a famine was going to strike Egypt. And God said, I'll use that. No worries. I'll use that. No record does it say that God sent the famine, but he said, I'll use the famine. He says, I'll use that to supernaturally provide for my people. He actually provides for Israel, sets them in actually in the land of Egypt and provides for them for generations to come. That's where they become a people out of a famine. They become a people out of a famine. That's amazing to me. That's the Lord working. He doesn't send all things, but he'll use all things. Here's another example. The Philistines actually trap the Israelites and they send a guy named Goliath. God says, I'll use that to raise a, a shepherd boy into kingship. I'll use that. I'll use that. No problem. Peter, the apostle Peter, he denied Christ three times. God said, I'll use that. I'll restore him and lead 3,000 to the kingdom in one day. Come on. Paul, you know, Saul to Paul, that whole story. He goes to Damascus to jail and kill Christians. This guy's a terrorist, okay? He goes to Damascus to jail and kill Christians. God says, I'll use that to write two-thirds of the New Testament. That guy, former terrorist, writes two-thirds of the New Testament. Come on. We wouldn't have two-thirds of our New Testament Bible if it weren't for a terrorist turned truth revealer. God doesn't send all things, but he will use all things. He wastes nothing. Come on, someone say amen. He wastes nothing. And he also will not waste this time. He will not waste this virus. I'm, gonna, I'm declaring it but with boldness, with ferocity today. God did not send this thing, but he will use this thing for his glory in Jesus' name. Because if it's not good, then it's not over. God is in the business of goodness. <laughs> God, he's the God of all goodness. It's who he is. And you know these verses, but I just want to share a couple with you. Romans 8, 28, out of the New King James. It says it. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, 
to those who are called according to his purpose. God does not send all things, but God wastes nothing. And I just, I love this statement. This is the truth. I'm going to rally this statement until I die. God is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. He's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. Why? Why can I say that? Well, I can tell you that God is in love with his church. God is in love with the church. It's proven. Isaiah 54 speaks of those who would inherit right in righteousness through Christ. Isaiah 54, verse 14 through 17, it says, In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. If anyone stirs up strife, it is not from me. This is God speaking to his church right now. If anyone stirs up strife, it is not from me. Those established in righteousness do not get strife from the righteous one. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. This is the word of God speaking. This isn't my opinion. It says, if anyone stirs up strife, it is not from me. Whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you. Come on, this is good news. Behold, he says, I have created the smith who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon for its purpose. I have also created the ravager to destroy. What is he saying? He's saying, I know the ins and outs of all these things. He's not saying I'm sending them to you. He's saying if anyone sends you strife, it's not for me. But I know. I know the ravager. I know the weapons. I know their ins and outs. I know their weaknesses. I know their strengths. And I will give you strategy to defeat them. Come on. It goes on to say, and you know this verse, no weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed. And you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me declares the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. God is in love with the church. God is in love with the church. You might say, okay, well, what about everybody else? Well, God is in love with his enemies too. The reality is that God is nobody's enemy, but God has enemies. (laughs) That's how it works. Let me read it to you. Matthew 5, 43 through 48. This is Jesus speaking. And let me just tell you, you know, the reality is God works off his own principles. So if God tells you to do something, he's going to do it. He's not going to give you something to do and then not do it himself. Okay, Matthew 5, 43 through 48. It says, Jesus is speaking. You have heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Listen to me. Everyone watching this. If you don't know God, you don't know Jesus, you need to hear this. God doesn't love you because you love him. God isn't going to love you more because you you decide to love him. He loves you, period. God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. I'm sorry you've been lied to, but I'm telling you the truth. If you love those who love you, what reward do you have? He goes on to say, do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. So how is our heavenly father perfect? He loves everyone who's at enmity with him. He loves his enemies. So God is in love with the church. God is in love with his enemies. God is in love with you. God is in love with the whole world. And if it's not good, 
It's not over because God is really good at getting you to your destiny. He's really good at using everything in your life to propel you into your destiny. He doesn't have to send it to use it to get you to your destiny. That's the truth. This isn't on the screen, but Romans 8.28 uh, in the Passion Translation, another translation says, We are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. Every detail continually woven together into His plan of bringing good into our lives. Come on, this is good news. And if you, you say, well, what about the Old Testament? What about God sending uh, a plague? What about God sending... You know, uh, tormenting spirits to King Saul. That happened. Yeah, that's in that's in the Bible. But let me tell you something. Jesus is the final word on who God is. Jesus is the final word on who God is. I know Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But listen to this. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through 3 says, and it gives us the key to the whole Bible. This unlocks the entire scriptures for me. I believe it will for you too. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3 says, in the past... God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. That, those examples you might be thinking of. What about him sending that? What about him saying that? That's in many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Are you listening to what he has said by his son? It says he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory. And get this, the exact representation of his being. He's the exact representation, the presentation again, the representation. God said, I'm going to present myself to you one more time. And I'm going to give you the, the whole picture. He is the exact representation of God's being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Jesus is the exact representation of God's being. We don't look at Jesus through the lens of Scripture. We look at Scripture through the lens of Jesus. Jesus is our doctrine. Jesus is our message. Jesus is our everything. And Jesus said in John 10.10, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. The thief. So, I'm going to say this straight on the nose because I love you. I love you. I'd love to break it to you. If you say that God is sending this virus, you're calling God a thief. You call God the thief when you say he kills these people with this virus. No, no, no. The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus, the exact representation of God, came that you might have life and life abundantly. I don't care who lied to you. He came that you would have life and life abundantly in the story <laughs> or the beginning of one depending on where you're at today because God uses all things God does not send all things listen to this because we need to just we need to take the responsibility heaven has given us really seriously we need to take this responsibility seriously it says in Psalms 115 verse 16 the heavens are the Lord's heavens but the earth he has given to the children of man you and I are responsible for how far this plague goes. Yeah. You and I are responsible. God is not responsible. He's given us the ability to respond. He's given us the earth. I don't, I, if this is challenging, good. I hope it is. You've been given the earth. I've been given the earth. We've been given the earth. The earth he has given to the children of men. 
here's the truth. And I, I don't mind how bad this hurts. Okay. God is in control. That statement is not in the Bible. That statement is not anywhere in scripture. Why? Because it's an incomplete sentence. It's an incomplete sentence. Here's a complete sentence. God is sovereign. God is sovereign. Some think, well, if he allowed it to happen, then he, then he must have sent it because he's controlling everything. No, God is in control. That statement is not in your Bible. You, in fact, have been given the spirit of self-control. Galatians 5.23. That's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now think with me for a second. That means it's his nature to have self-control. God controls himself and is all-powerful. And he gives control and authority to those whom he deems are worthy of it and can handle it. And guess what? He's given the whole earth to you and I. So if something, something's happening on the earth, it's up to us to steward it, handle it, finish it, start it, whatever it may be. God is sovereign. That means... God is supreme and can do anything. Can God control you? Yeah. Does God control you? Answer the question. No, he does not. So what exactly is God in control of? God is in love. God is in love. God is sovereign. There is no higher ruler than God. No one is more powerful than God. Period. But that does not mean he's controlling things. It's damaging for us to say things like God is in control because it's not an eternal truth. If it were an eternal truth, we'd have scripture for it, but we don't. So stop preaching the doctrines of men as eternal truth. You're hurting people. You're hurting people. I love you. I have to remind you. I love you. We're not in the same room, but if we were, I'd hug you right now. I love you. God is sovereign. He does not send all things, but he wastes nothing. God wastes nothing. And if it's not good, then it's not over. If it's not good, it's not over. Just, if you're with your family, turn to them, look them in the eyes and say, if it's not good, it's not over. If you're alone, put it in a comment. If it's not good, it's not over. Come on. My tech team leader here is looking at me, pointing at me, saying, if it's not good, it's not over. Amen. Come on. You need to put this on your lips when you're at Walmart fighting for toilet paper. (laughs) You need to say to somebody this week, hey, listen, if it's not good, it's not over. God makes everything good in the end. Come on. What a great way to shed light on this dark situation. Amen? Amen. So we're going to head into um, the time of prayer in just a moment. But I want you to be able to, you know, maybe write some of these concepts down. Discuss them as a family. Talk about it in the comments. Meditate on this with the Lord. That's how you take from this. You, You know, you take it and you take it to the Lord. Don't believe me. Go read the scriptures for yourself. Don't believe me. Go read the word. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com.